you know, I think that's what I saw in the preseason was he just looked very confident. You know, he's throwing the ball well. He was, he was uh, really the synchronicity between his drops and the route concepts looked really, really sharp. And as you know, I mean, like my game over the years has been taking care of the football. And ball security is job security. Green Bay quarterbacks have uh, uh-huh. long made, uh, <laughs> made the fans of Chicago's night, uh, days and nights uh, pretty miserable. And I'm happy to see him... Uh, picking up where I left off. He's got off to a nice start, and the more he plays, I think the more he's going to shut people up, and um, I'm happy for him. He's a great I did send Jay a text uh, right after the Bears, or, uh, when they had pulled away, I sent him a message because I wanted him to see it when he got back to his phone. Just uh, congratulations on keeping the uh, the ownership in place. Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at SteveDDNFL on Twitter and of course follow the group on X. Do I have to change it? You still go to Twitter.com, don't you? But look, this is quick, quick snaps. Oh, quick snap pause for your giant package. Um, I just, I do want to reiterate that quick snappage for your big package isn't, it is not the tagline uh, for this preview show. This is the preview show. It's quick snappy and we try to keep it at 10 minutes some classy comments there from aaron charles rogers about jordan love and that's on the pat mcafee show i have to say i don't tune in as much um and someone put that on the timeline but nice he's talking about texting jordan love and he's taking the piss out of the bears who are an absolute dumpster fire just so bad i mean the defensive coordinator quits there's some dodgy rumors going around about that uh there was apparently fake news about them raiding his house and raiding Hallis Hall. Who knows what to believe? Uh, but the division is really up in the air, I find. The Vikings can't win a game. Um, the Bears suck. <laughs> you know, I, I seen, and I put it out from the group account, there was a guy, Greeny, uh, who was green. It's so greeny. Um, he was talking about this, that, and the other about the Bears. The Bears suck. You could have summed up that 53-second tirade with the Bears suck. Aye. Um, and then the Lions have lost loads of players. And what's really funny is, is, as I said, I'm making a concerted effort this season to put out video content. And uh, the Lions group tried to rinse us by saying, oh, look at him retweeting his own tweet for engagement. <laughs> uh, is it not telling that any content to do with the Lions doesn't do well because no one cares? Um, moving on. Uh, let's get on to the Saints-Packers preview. There's, this is such an overhyped game um, and I've got a few ponderings but what I would say is that people are like oh Saints yeah loss Saints is loss um, and they put it down to their defense right so I know you know and there's all these stats whizzing around that you've probably heard that they haven't let uh, team score over 20 points um, since the Baltimore Ravens beat them 27-13 back in November 2022 which is great right well done uh, but the Jordan Love Again, he's up there with a league company. He leads the league in passer rating, which is bonkers. Um, and also, he's one of the. He's up there with the elite quarterbacks uh, to start the season with three touchdowns and zero interceptions. And as you've heard, Aaron Rodgers is banging on about, you know, you look after the football, well, then you at least put your team in a position to win games. Um, so the narrative that we've heard 
is that the offense gets the job done uh, with the Saints and Derek Carr is a good quarterback and the defense is fierce. Um, now, what I would say is, is that in that week one game, uh, the Saints played the Tennessee Titans. And I think the phrase on the official NFL around the NFL podcast was, is that Ryan Tanhill could not hit the broad side of a barn. So let's have a look then. He went 16 of 34 for 198 yards, three interceptions for a quarterback rating of 16.7 or 28.8, which is the real one. Um, so yeah, not very inspiring there. And he only won by a point. So you have a quarterback uh, who doesn't throw any touchdowns in Ryan Tannehill, gets intercepted three times, and you only beat them by a point. Uh, so what is my point, if you will? Well, Derek Carr was 23 for 30, 33 for 305 yards, uh, one touchdown, one interception, and he was sacked four times. So already the pattern seems to emerge is that the key to getting to Derek Carr is sacking him. And that's exactly what happened in the game against the Panthers in week two. He was sacked four times for a loss of 29 yards. So it seems like uh, this Saints O-line can be breached. And luckily for us, the Packers lead the league uh, for pressures with 61. So that's the key to this game, really, is get pressure on Derek Carr and then do what you can with the Saints' defense, um, which I'm not convinced are as good as people say they are. And of course, there's people out there screaming and going mental. But look, they went up against the Titans. You know, Ryan Tannehill had a, probably one of the worst games he's had in his career. Uh, and then they come up against Bryce Young with the Carolina Panthers, the rookie. Um, you know, they sack him four times. He's one interception. So it's not really inspiring stuff. Now, you might look at those games and say, well, the defense put on that pressure and turned Ryan Tannehill ordinary and got at Bryce Young. Um, and I think that is the key for this game with Jordan Love, is that from what we saw and what we see, he led against the Bears, was relaxed and poised. Aaron Rodgers talks about him being confident. And we beat the Bears. Um, not very inspiring when you see how truly bad they are. Then you look at that Atlanta Falcons team. Their defense which was much lauded. And he carved them up for a 12-point lead. Uh, only for the defense to, quite frankly, and not suitable for work, piss it away. And what we did see was is that when it came down to crunch time, 50-something seconds left, Jordan Love looked like he hadn't got the answers. So my question is, is that is the Packers football team much better at leading from the front? instead of trying to claw back into the game. And I wonder what Jordan Love is like when he's trying to throw his way back to draw a game or try win a game. And that's something that we haven't really seen from him. So it's obvious that you get after Derek Carr because he's get-afterable, and then you want the Packers' offense to start hot. Now let's look at the... Injury report. So Aaron Jones listed as questionable. Um, Jair Alexander listed as questionable. This is as of today. Lucas Van Ness questionable and Christian Watson questionable. Uh, Elton Jenkins is out and David Bakhtiari did not participate and then was marked as questionable uh, on Friday. So will Bakhtiari play? I don't think so. There was all of this stuff about, you know, did he not play against the Falcons because of turf? Um, and the artificial field because he's very vocal about it um, what I would say about that is is that I think the answer was quite obviously no I don't think your best left tackle in the game I don't think your coach allows your left tackle 
not to play if he's able to play and then jeopardize your franchise quarterback. Really? Did we really think that was a runner? But what it does rare is, is that David Bakhtiari is on eye-watering money and he's uh, carrying the same injury that caused his outage in prior seasons. And that is a concern, you know? And that's why the question that people are asking is, is that do you move David Bakhtiari on in some regard or, you know, at least try go about it? Because you're simply not getting the value. Now, if you have a a player as good as David Bakhtiari and he can play some of the time, well, then maybe you say to yourself, you're locked into the contract. It's better that he plays some of the time and you get that level of play because when he does play, he's a game changer. Um, but it is concerning that we're without Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins. But if you look again, the key, I think, is the Packers defense, unfortunately. Um, so the Packers beat, or the Saints beat the Titans by 16 points to 15. And then the Panthers, Panthers by Panthers by um, 20 points to 70. And if you look at their offensive weapons, Jamal Williams is out and he was their leading rusher in that first game against the Titans. Um, And again, it wasn't that inspiring, 2.5 average. And then if you look at the receiving core for the Saints, uh, in game one, the highest receiver uh, by yardage um, is Chris Olave, goes for 112. Uh, Rashid Shahid goes for 89. And then it drops off after that. Um, and again, an awful lot of Chris Olave's uh, targets were made up by one long of 45. And Rashid Shahid, who went for 89 yards, there was one long of 41. So it, they got chunk plays. And then if you go and look at the receiving then in week two, it goes down. Uh, you have 86 yards for Chris Olave and Rahit Shahid for 63. But again, it seems to be chunk plays. So Olave had one play for 42 yards. And he had another play for 45 yards long. So, I mean, you're talking about half of their total yardage coming on one play. So the key to that receiving thing is is to just limit big plays, get pressure up front, uh, play sticky coverage by the defensive backs. But I guess one of the concerning things is is that uh, on the injury report has gone Jair Alexander uh, with a back injury and he's down as questionable. But I would remind people that uh, he got absolutely spanked in the Falcons game, had a nightmare of a game. So I think, stupidly maybe so, is that I don't think the Packers are all up against it. I think Jordan Love proved himself against the Falcons. There's great footage uh, from the QB school, from Jeff Reinbold, from Dan Orlovsky, and they all break down Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur's play calling and execution. And it is fantastic. Uh, Jordan Love's pointing out the right things at the line, um, and they're exploiting the right players and matchups on the field. I tip the Packers to win this game, and I do think they should win this game. And as long as Jordan Love keeps uh, good control of the ball, no interceptions, then I think the Packers are in this game all day long, particularly because it's their first home game. So I know Packer fans in Packer Nation in Lambeau Field are going to be nice and loud. But I'm not buying into the hype of this Saints team. And I think that Jordan Love and the Packers have the perfect opportunity, whether they will or not, I don't know. Nobody does, obviously. But I think they have the perfect opportunity to lay waste to the Saints and for people to really question the Saints' offense. And then how robust is their defense, really, when they come up against, you know, Ryan Tannehill, who played really poor, and, of course, against Bryce Young, who is a rookie. So, come on.
let's give it a break. But anyway, I tip the Packers to win. This is the preview show. I'll be reviewing the uh, show in a podcast straight after the game on Sunday. So do tune in for that if you want to listen to a breakdown of the game straight after the game. But until then, folks, the big co-pack go.